celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. I'm Hal Abrams. Judy Francis is screening your calls at 1-866-405-8405 for the Dream Team. To my left, dog father Joey Volani. To my right, Alan Cable. He's our dog trainer and veterinarian, Dr. Debbie. And lest us not forget, animal communicator, Joey Turner. It is a toll-free call. Costs you nothing. 1-866-405-8405. This is the show where we answer your questions about your pet. Occasionally, Dr. Debbie, uh, she'll run into somebody. They'll uh, lower their pants, ask what this bump is on their butt. <laughs> you, see, you got How it. Did that happen? Oh, my God, yes. I mean, oh, generally, people keep their clothing on. But, you know, I've seen bras. I've seen backsides. I've seen, you know, look, look, let me lift up my shirt. Let me show you this lesion on my face. You name it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, if you have questions, um, preferably about your pet, now's the time to call 1-866-405-8405. Uh, today, Joey Volani will be talking about ticks. It's starting to become tick season again. I believe in some parts of the country, it actually never stopped being tick season. Is there a season for ticks? Yeah, there is. There is. Um, you know, sometimes, um, in some places in the country, it's all year round. And in other climates, it's, um, you know, when the, when the weather um, stops going below freezing. So we're we're pretty close to that. You don't want to yank those ticks out just with your hand. I no, know you know what? It's funny because it was a it was a topic I didn't know if I wanted to talk about, only because it's not you know it doesn't sound so exciting. But um, actually, it's um probably one of the more important <laughs> things that I've spoken about. And they're kind of a little pesky critter that they transfer diseases like Lyme disease. So uh, more details on the way right here on Animal Radio, Stacy. Well, it appears that rats are pretty picky in New York. Uh, they're trying to control the rat population, so they're trying to make them infertile with this special bait. But the rats, now this bait worked great in other areas, like rural areas of country. The, in the country, those rats will eat anything. You get them to New York, they need a little oregano and a little tomato sauce. They're picky about uh, the way the bait's mixed up with the trash. Sure. I'll give you the details coming up on Animal Radio News. We should just have a regular rat talk segment right here on Animal Radio. I agree, definitely. And what about those poor people that might be eating out of the trash? I mean, what about that? Oh, my Ooh. gosh. Oh. You know, it happens. Well, they won't get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Judy just handed me this story from the Tribune this morning about a St. Louis animal shelter. They've uh, they found a home for a 37-pound cat. My cat, cat named Biscuit. Oh my- God. I know. That's huge. It was a Chinese restaurant. They should have a biggest loser for dogs and cats. He must have just hooked himself up to the restaurant building. <laughs> the, and just the new stopped. special. The new special went on the board today. Yeah, that's horrible. Send your emails to joey at animalradio.com. <laughs> I don't know. His link's not working. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's why. Overloaded. What's the biggest cat you've ever seen, Dr. Debbie? Um, we, we've seen servals at our office. How about and, weight-wise? Uh, Oh, obese cats, you mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably in the mid-20s. I don't think I've seen a 30-pounder, but I'm talking more like an exotic cat. Than they get, they're naturally bigger. Do you, see, do you see a lot of exotic cats? I mean, it is Las Vegas. I bet you do. You know, we don't see, we don't do the big cats, but occasionally people will have, um, you know, different kind of hybrid crosses and the servals and, and, and those are, you know, not terribly common, but there are people who have them. They're just a tough kind of cat to keep. They're, they're, um, you know, they're a little bit more feral. They, they, they've got some more wild tendencies and a lot of people don't know what they're getting into with them. They did find uh, an owner 
for the animal. Actually, a Eureka couple. They ado- they've actually adopted. This is their second fat cat. They have another fat cat. Oh, they have a fat cat fetish. They, they oh, so there's a do. pattern. Yeah, there's a pattern a here. Like those fat cats. Well, this one was creepy. British customs agents made a discovery when an airline passenger was found with 207 pounds of caterpillars in his luggage. Ew. A couple hundred oh pounds. Cat- God, how many caterpillars can that possibly Huge. be? Get this. The man claimed they were intended as food for personal consumption. For himself. Beauty. Yes. Beautiful. Uh, was they supposed to be like an aphrodisiac or I something? have no clue. Who would eat caterpillars? Ooh, did it say if they were dead or alive? Oh, uh, they were dead. They were, they were dead. dead. I wonder if they were alive. Well, what's wrong with that? <laughs> well, apparently that breached restrictions on importing animal products. So he was let go with a warning and they confiscated his caterpillars. Now the guy's going to starve. Well, I can yeah, bring my pocket exactly. knife on the plane. Why can't I bring caterpillars? <laughs> Forget the pocket knives now. Just can you bring your own beverages? That's what I'm waiting for. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team, to my left, dog father, Joey Volani, to my right, dog trainer, Alan Cable. Front and center, veterinarian, Dr. Debbie, and on Skype, animal communicator, Joey Turner. We're answering your questions toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. And before I start today, I want to welcome WHCO in St. Louis, Missouri, Woo-hoo. The 106th affiliate for Animal Radio. Great city, too. It, it is. It's in the heartland of America, is it not? Do you know, I drove cross-country when I was younger from Jersey to California, and we stopped there. And, I, you know, you think Missouri. I mean, when you live in New Jersey, anything, everything off of the border of New Jersey, you think is, is it hillbilly land. I had so <laughs> much fun in St. Louis, Missouri. I can't even talk about it on the radio. Uh, let's see. <laughs> We're going to go to the phones here in just one second. What do you got going on, Stacy? You know, it's not really smart to keep a loaded gun hanging around, really. I mean, especially in the back of your pickup or something. And uh, some guy got shot by his dog because <laughs> his gun was loaded. I'll tell you all about it coming up on Animal Radio News. <laughs> What, nothing? Well, what just, you, you know what? I didn't even know what to say on that. That was yeah, This is getting so dog. common now. I'm trying to figure it out. What, well, did you see that police dog that accidentally shot a gun? You know, when he was fishing it out of the snowdrift? Oh, I missed that. Oh, wow. Pulled the trigger with his little paw, you know, shot it off, but nobody got hurt. That's a good way to blame it. The dog shot him. Dogs can't carry guns in New York. Mayor Bloomberg said so. Line four, we have Richard on it. Hey, Richard, how are you doing? Okay, how are you? Good. Where are you calling from today? I'm in Terre Haute, Indiana. I listen to the show on Sirius XM. Well, thank you so much for listening. I have Alan Cable right here. I understand you have dog issues. Yes, I, yeah, I had some questions about my dog. What's up? Uh, well, I've got a little long-haired chihuahua. His name's Tiger. He'll be two years old in July. I've got some issues with him where he barks a lot, I mean, constantly. If he hears a noise outside, I live in an apartment, or if somebody goes to the neighbor's door and is knocking on the door, he just barks constantly. And I'm trying to find some tips to try to calm him down a little bit. How old is he, buddy? Uh, he'll be two years old in July. And so what do you now What do you now do when he does that? When he starts barking, what do you do? Well, I've tried everything. I've tried everything from, you know, not doing anything, because I was, you know, going to him and picking him up, and I've read some books that said that you shouldn't do that. Right. Do you know why you shouldn't do that? Why? Well, see, that's that's good. Everything you do, Rich, you should know why you're doing it. Well, some well, my, dogs. Well, I guess it would be, is it the same, is it the same thing like, like a baby? Like if you pick them up, then, you know, they know if they bark, then you're going to come to them? 
That pretty much the same that, that's, that's part of it. You know, here's the thing. Some dogs are predisposed to barking more than other dogs. You know, it's in their breed. Chihuahuas, you know, they're nervous. They're nervous little dogs. And so in an apartment especially, the dog's going to hear all kinds of sounds. And dogs bark for lots of reasons. Sometimes it's to alert you that there's danger. And sometimes it's to scare intruders off. Sometimes it's to get attention and to get a rise. Sometimes it's because they're bored. So when you live in an apartment and you've got a dog that's barking a lot, uh, the, the last thing you you want to do and what most people do do is they start yelling at the dog now that that seems to th- you know most people think well the dog's going to know i'm upset but in reality right. most of the time the dog thinks you're joining in he thinks you're barking at the intruder too he right. thinks you're I, getting I, into it with him. books as well yeah, so the best way to quiet your dog is to just get something that makes a sound that's unpleasant to the dog. Let's say uh, if you had a, a power drill or a big book, uh, it's important the dog doesn't see you do it. But as soon as the dog makes his move to start barking, you drop this big, giant book on the floor that makes a real loud noise. And the reason why you don't want the dog to see you do it is because you don't want him to connect the dots that you're doing it. You want him to think his bark is causing it. So that every time he decides to bark like a mad dog, something unpleasant to his hearing or something unpleasant happens. That's one way. Another way is to get a leash and keep it on him at all times with one of those leader collars on that goes around his mouth. Every time he starts to bark, you go over and you give it a tug. You give it a gentle tug. And you use the word quiet. Okay, And you take control. And the other thing to remember, Richard, this is very, very important, is to always give your dog praise when he's doing what you want him to do, which means when he is quiet, you tell him he's a good dog and give him a treat so that he understands that's a good behavior. And when he's not being quiet, you have to redirect his mind, and you have to discipline him and give him a rule, a boundary, uh, a, a limitation to where he knows, oh, this is not cool. My pack leader does not want me to bark right now. And you can't do it with yelling. You can't do it with screaming. It's got to be with a correction. And the way to practice, get a friend, get a cell phone. Your friend is outside the door. You know what your correction is going to be. You say on the cell phone, okay, Bob, ring the bell now. And when your dog starts going nuts, you issue the correction, which is the jolt of the leash or the pull, the gentle pull on the leash, redirecting his mind, taking him away from the door. When he stops barking, you go, Good dog. Give him a treat. And you do it over and over and over again till he learns the word quiet and he learns that settling down and being mellow is what's going to get him rewarded. And he also learns that you're in charge and you're going to protect him. Is that any, does that make sense to you, buddy? Yes, it does. It does. It does. Hold on, I got, I got a question here, though. How long before you should expect to see some results? I mean, this now, see, is that, something that's a, that you... that's a great question. That's a great question. And the other thing, Richard, is may, may I suggest. And I tell people this, it all starts on a walk. It all starts with a leash. You've got to take your dog for walks, and you've got to do it the proper way, meaning you leave the house first, your dog follows. When you're on the leash, when the dog is on the leash, he's right at your side, not in front of you. He's, at, he's either behind you or at your side, and you walk him every day for a half hour because that's how a dog learns you're the pack leader, you're in charge, and you can be trusted to protect him, and you're going to be a confident leader. And you don't talk much. The, the less talking, the better. Joey, to answer your question, every dog's different, but most people think there's going to be results instantly. It's not that way. You have to be patient, persistent, and calm. You have to do it until you see results because a dog is a living thing. It's, you know, people want results instantly now, and, and instant results really doesn't work. That's why people want bark collars. You know, they put the collar on, and then the dog barks, and the dog gets a shock, and, 
You know, that's what people want. They want a pill they can take. But when you're modifying behavior in any living thing, in, in a dog or, or a child or anything, you got to be patient, calm, persistent, clear in your instructions, clear in your rewards, so that the dog doesn't get confused and understands what it is you want. You're teaching the dog the behavior you want. And to do that, you've got to be in control, calm, and consistent. And remember how dogs think. If you start yelling at him, he's thinking, oh, you know, my, my pack's joining in. He's barking too. If you pick him up, you're giving him attention for the inappropriate behavior. You're saying, hey, there is something to be afraid of. Hey, it's good that you're barking. Hey, it's good that you're scared. That's what happens when you pick a dog up that's doing inappropriate behavior. See, what you do is you step in front of a dog that's barking at your dog. You step in front. So that let way, me ask you, your let dog... me ask you a quick question. Well, you know ahead, those Joseph. little snappy, you know those little snappy things that the kids have. They're like little bags, and and you throw them on the floor and they snap. Would oh, something yeah, like, like that work well? It's not you know like it gets it's... a lot less. It's it's not like a firecrack. I mean, it's not as loud, but it definitely could be startling. Do they still so make those? something like that. The yeah, they still make thing... them. I just actually seen them. Really? Okay. The the important thing, a dog whistle. The important thing. Anything that makes a high-pitched sound, because the important thing, Joey, is that your dog not see you do it, okay? Because if your dog sees you do it, he knows that you're doing it. But if you if he starts barking and you make an, a disturbing sound, but he doesn't see that you did it, he starts to I connect his... I usually do. I scream, shut up. It's very disturbing. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. <laughs> your, dog just thinks, your dog just thinks you're joining it. That's, that's all that happened. The dog's like, oh, he's barking too. You know, he's into it too. In, in that instant, you become the follower, not the leader. You see, you're becoming the, the dog's follower. You're part of his pack. You're not the leader of the pack. So any loud, disturbing sound that you notice redirects your dog's attention is great as long as he doesn't see you do it and connect you doing it with his barking. He's got to connect the barking with the sound only, and that See, way that's why I'm a groomer. it's effective. That's why I'm a groomer. I need, I need, I need. Inst I put the dog on the table, give him a haircut. He looks great. I send him home. I get instant results. <laughs> instant results. Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage two for cats or dogs kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix two, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes. Repels biting flies and kills lice. Advantage two and Canine Advantix two kill all flea life stages, including eggs and larvae. Advantage two and Canine Advantix two are recommended by veterinarians and are available at animal hospitals and pet special. Retailers. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. <laughs> well, good morning to you, too. Okay, so I was a knight. I had a sword. And our house was a castle. There was this angry dragon. It was kind of scary. Oh, yeah? But I protected the castle. Oh, that's my brave little man. I'm glad our castle is safe. Your home is your castle, and sometimes you need help defending it. The National Association of Realtors supports maintaining homeowner tax incentives because they make home ownership more affordable for more families. Learn more at houselogic.com. Hey, 
are you all set for your fishing trip? Mm-hmm. Did you pack the beer? Um, Wait, is that some twisted tea I see in the back of the car? Come on, twisted tea. Yeah, I can see why. <laughs> twisted tea, realized tea taste with a cake. I don't know. One of the guys must have snuck it in there. Oh, come on. <laughs> I bet you're craving the realized tea taste of twisted tea. I know. It's so refreshing. It is. It's so smooth. It's pretty smooth. But if you want me to take it out. Uh, hold on to it. Uh, we might have one or, or several. <laughs> twisted tea, realized tea taste with a cake. Twisted tea brewing company, Cincinnati, Ohio. Drink responsibly. Hi, this is Jamie Farr, and you're listening to the Animal Radio Network. And remember to spay and neuter your pets. Animal Radio is brought to you by... Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs. Kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes. Repels biting flies and kills lice. Joey, what do you got coming up on the show today? We're going to be talking about the safe and easiest way to remove ticks from your pet. Tick talk. What's TikTok? Talking about ticks, how to get them off and stuff. Oh, ticks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, ticks. Yeah, ticks. Those blood-sucking... How do you get a tick off? Well, you grasp them very close to the skin. You don't <laughs> use bare fingers. <laughs> preferably with tweezers and a quick yank. What are you giggling about? Did I miss some joke? Oh, my God. Oh, you guys are pathetic. That is just disgusting. We're dudes, you know. We're, we're always thinking of that. That's all we think about. Okay, we got a uh, caller. Oh, we do have a caller. Yes. Okay. Ouch. Maybe we should take that call then. What do you say, Judith? Let's take that call. Hey, Jeremy, how are you? Oh, not too bad. How about yourself, sir? Very good. Please don't call me, sir. Where are you calling from anyway? New York. New York. What? Not my choice. Not your choice. <laughs> okay. So what's going on? Well, I just had a question for you guys. Um, about uh, yeah, a little over a year ago, I rescued a husky that somebody had been beating uh, the crap out of. And uh, I've talked, he's been doing pretty well, but I've been told by several people, and I've got to be careful with what medications I give him, because I've been told by several people they think he's an actual uh, hybrid, you know, where he's actually uh, an Alaskan dog crossed with a uh, wolf. Yeah, wolf hybrid, okay. Great. I, uh, I got anything that a regular canine can handle, you know, any type of prescription medication or anything like that, he won't mm-hmm. be able to handle, and it, w- it probably would end up being fatal to him. So, uh, I'd rather check and see if, you know, if it's even true since they're both canines, but I don't know. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? In general, um, wolves, uh, or wolf hybrids and dogs, um, you know, kind of handle drugs the same way with a couple exceptions. Um, just sometimes I do find that the wolf hybrids can be a little bit more high strung sometimes in the, at least the office setting. So sometimes they have a little bit more tolerance for, um, uh, sedatives, um, just because they're a little wired a little bit more. Um, but there have been some reports with, um, some medications, um, and, and one being, um, ivermectin, um, and that's mostly kind of an individual um, basis. Ivermectin, just so everyone knows, is one of the medications that we use when we're treating things like mites. We use that in high doses. Um, and then in um, heartworm medications, in a very low dose. Um, so it's kind of not for every wolf hybrid, but it has been reported in a couple. So the thing that I'd like to mention to people who have wolf hybrids is that it isn't the breed and it isn't the, being a hybrid that's the concern. It's that we may have some kind of genetic similarities to some other domestic dog breeds um, like the Collies. So a lot of uh, shepherds, um, Australian shepherds, German shepherds, um, 
Shelties, they are breeds that they can have a type of mutation with a gene where they can't handle certain medications well. Um, and I have um, heard of this in some wolf hybrids. So that's something to be aware of. But the good thing is, you know, things like ivermectin that's used in regular heartworm preventatives, it's a very super low dose. So okay. even... Even these breeds like the, the shepherds and the collies who have this mutation, they can tolerate the medications for heartworm preventative just fine. It's only when we get to the, the higher doses that we use for things like demodectic mites, um, where there's 10 to 20 times the regular dose that you'll find in the heartworm medication. So that might be the specific things. But for in general, I, I would say you don't necessarily have any specific concerns. Now, some folks, um, you know, with some of the breeds like to know in advance, um, you know, so with uh, certain breeds, they can test for the MDR1 gene to see if they have this sensitivity. Um, so that might be something to consider. Um, and then certainly just being upfront with your vet um, because uh, there's some legality with uh, um, the wolf hybrids when it comes to things like rabies vaccination in, in many states. And, uh, you know, and I'm sure, you know, if there's a way that we can check that and DNA test him, that would be one great thing to do, too, just to find out if he is a, a hybrid uh, ancestry. Not at $700. I don't think so. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, yeah, and does he have um, any of the characteristics that you might believe that he is of a uh, wolf hybrid? I've heard it. It's got the, it's got the real long, uh, narrow face, but, uh, I, I really can't tell. He's got the, he's real, uh, real submissive in his, uh, in his behavior, but I have a feeling that's because whoever had him before, like I said, it's somebody had really beaten this dog something fierce. I mean, first time I reached mm-hmm. out for his collar, he tucked tail and cowered to the ground shaking. So somebody mm-hmm. has really beaten this animal pretty bad. So mm-hmm. I've, I've always done rescue dogs with, uh, a mainly black lab, so this is the first time I've done a, done a husky rescue, so. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Maybe it was just the breed that I'm not used to, or you know. Yeah, definitely both very energetic breeds from Labradors and Huskies, and uh, uh, just a difference in the hair coat, man. <laughs> oh yes, I learned that one the hard way. <laughs> now it's time to change the wardrobe again. I cheated with the black labs. All the all the wardrobe went black. Now I got to change everything again. Thank you well, for thank your you call. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. And we head to Lorena. Hi, Lorena. How are you doing today? Good. Where are we calling you from? Well, right now I'm on Edmond Eagle, Tennessee. Tennessee. Are you a truck driver? Are you OTR? Yes. yes. Okay. I have Dr. Debbie here. What's going on with your pet? Well, I have a cat that's been very, very sick. He got in a campfire. He's a year old. He ended up staying in the hospital for like a week and antibiotics and everything. Well, he's getting better now. But when I let him outside, he goes and starts eating rocks. Like little slate rock. Wow. Okay. Is he having any digestive problems? Any kind of vomiting, changing his stools? Uh, he was vomiting, and then he stopped. No, his stools look good. All righty. And you said he's a year old, and is he neutered? Yes, yes. He yes. got neutered. He's still on antibiotics. He's been on antibiotics for like a month and a half because he was really, really sick. He has big old pussy. Mm. holes just popping out all over, you know. All right. Well, I will tell you that, you know, there can be some kitties that do this strange behavior, what we call pica, where they eat unusual things, whether they're, you know, things like rocks or uh, plastics or household items or you name it. 
Um, and it can be a behavioral problem, but I would actually be a bit concerned with your baby that we might have something else going on. And um, some of the common causes of a cat doing this and eating such strange things can actually be something as simple as being anemic, having a low red blood cell count. For some reason, it triggers an instinctive response, and the animals try to eat things unusual. And that may be that they're trying to rebuild iron or something in their body, um, but that can be a common cause. So for me, I, any kitty that does this, I would pull a blood panel, check that, see what his blood count looks like. It wouldn't hurt if he hasn't already been tested for kitty leukemia and kitty AIDS yes, to double has. check. He has. He has. Good, good. Yes, because um, um, they checked him before I put all this money in him because he was a barn cat. He said, before you go to putting all this money in him, we're going to check him. And he's good on leukemia and his blood count looks good. And then good. when he was so, so sick, I switched his cat food. Because he wasn't eating his dry food. I don't know. He's just so weak, but I put him on um, the soft food. Yeah, and, and and that's where I was asking if he had digestive things, because also malabsorptive problems, digestive problems, whether that's something short-term that's a result from his illness or if he's got something on just kind of ongoing. Um, but uh, diet management, so keeping him on a food that he can digest well, that produces good poops. In some kitties, I will also, if they're doing this just as a therapy, I will try vitamin B injections. Um, cobalamin okay. is the specific B vitamin. And, and do that, um, at least on a weekly basis, just to see if that helps. Helps. If it does, that may gives us uh, give us some um, support that he's got something more digestive in nature that we need to investigate and to look at, um, and that's something your vet can do pretty easily. Okay. Now, um, so he I would also lost a lot of weight. Is there something I can do to help him gain weight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and a lot of this is going to go back to getting him through this illness, so making sure his health plane is good. I will often, even if we don't see worms, I deworm a kitty. Um, that also helps to treat for some of those worms we can't see, like stomach worms, which never even passed in the stool, um, and they pick up from eating insects and things like snails and so forth. So uh, deworm him. I see about those B vitamin injections, and then okay. um, make... Make sure that, um, you know, you stay on top of that, that red count. So if he's still not pulling around, I may even want to recheck that CBC just to make sure he doesn't have a problem there. And then, you know, a lot of it's also going to be a little bit of human supervision and kind of keeping him on either a harness if you need to when he's outdoors. Um, if he's not where he's 100% well yet, I, I really wouldn't recommend him have full rain outside. Um, that might just be a little too much freedom for him right now that he could get into trouble and you can't supervise what he's ingesting at, at that point. So. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't stray far from the house because he's so weak. Uh, we just put him out, you know, so he can get some sunlight and walk around. Mm-hmm. Uh, just keep him away from that gravel. <laughs> we don't want him eating that gravel because then we'll have another whole problem to deal with we, there. We have like slate, it's like a slate rock, and there's only certain spots that he goes to eat this. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, that's that maybe something that's more of an instinct that he's triggering, that he's feeling like he needs to get some important minerals, iron, and so forth. Okay. So um, keep that leash, you know, in your hand. You can control where he goes and just limit those times of exercise outside where you know he's going to be safe and he's not going to get into that. So I'll give your baby a pat. My goodness, it sounds like he's been through a lot medically going on there. Thanks for your call, Lorena. Good luck with that. one 405 That is toll-free to our dream team. 
What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Hey, are you all set for your fishing trip? Mm-hmm. Did you pack the beer? Um. Wait, is that some twisted tea I see in the back of the car? Come on, twisted tea. Yeah, I can see why. <laughs> twisted tea, realized tea taste with a cake. I don't know. One of the guys must have snuck it in there. Oh, come on. <laughs> I bet you're craving the realized tea taste of twisted tea. I know. It's so refreshing. It is. It's so smooth. It's pretty smooth. But if you want me to take it out. Uh, hold on to it. Uh, we might have one or, or several. <laughs> twisted tea, realized tea taste with a cake. Twisted Tea Brewing Company, Cincinnati, Ohio. Drink responsibly. Mom, I had the best dream. <laughs> well, good morning to you, too. Okay, so I was a knight. I had a sword, and our house was a castle. There was this angry dragon. It was kind of scary. Oh, yeah? But I protected the castle. Oh, that's my brave little man. I'm glad our castle is safe. Your home is your castle, and sometimes you need help defending it. The National Association of Realtors supports maintaining homeowner tax incentives because they make home ownership more affordable for more families. Learn more at houselogic.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. A toddler in South Dakota is safe and unharmed, thanks in part to his pit bull dog. The three-year-old boy and his dog wandered off in freezing temperatures earlier this week. The kid's mom notified police and they found the boy not far from his home about an hour later. The Custer County Sheriff says they found him in a wooded area, but the dog wouldn't let officers get near the boy. His dad was called to come and get the dog. Police say the boy had no visible injuries, but he was taken to a nearby hospital as a precaution. A Florida man is recovering after his dog shot him in the leg. See, that's the last thing you want to do is piss off your dog. Highlands Today reports that Greg Lanier was in his truck with his dog when his four-legged friend kicked a loaded gun to the floor. The 380 pistol went off shooting the 35-year-old in the leg. Police say his injuries are not serious. A horse believed to be the oldest in the world has died after reaching the age of 51. This is absolutely unbelievable. I mean, if you have a horse that's lived to 25, it's an old horse. 30 is, you know, you, you hear people, oh, I have a 30-year-old or a 34. That is absolutely amazing. 51? Crazy. Shane is a liver chestnut Irish draft horse, and he's a cross between a thoroughbred. He'd been enjoying a comfortable retirement at an Essex sanctuary, spending up to five hours a day in the fresh air, despite suffering from some mild arthritis. But last month, he was unable to get back up after his legs gave way, and staff took the decision to put him down. Staff at the sanctuary believed him to be 51, based on the date of birth that was given by his previous owner and some medical checks. Vet staff tried to find out how old a horse 
horses, they look at the condition of the horse's teeth, like how long they are and how worn they are, how deep the grooves are in them, and that can all give clues as to which birthday should be celebrated. A British Horse Society spokesman estimated that Shane's years made him the human equivalent of more than a 100, but said that the older they get, the harder it really is to tell once horses get past their average life expectancy of about uh, the early 30s. Well, James Bond is being blamed for a supposed crocodile sighting in the Thames River. According to the Daily Telegraph, a a retired university lecturer cried crocodile last week after he spotted the beast during a bike ride near his home in Reading. Well, now another local man, Michael Law, says there's nothing to worry about because the reptile was just a prop from the 007 film Live and Let Die. Law says boat expert Peter Wallace, who used to head Graversham Boat Service, has worked on several Bond films and he was keeping the fake crocodile on an island near Reading. Law suspects it must have floated out on its own recently. A spokesman for Caversham has confirmed that the crocodile was on the li- island at one point, but didn't say whether it was still there. Well, it's probably uh, not there any longer because it floated somewhere else because it's not real. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Just replace a disposable litter tray once every few weeks and never handle messy waste again. Learn more at ScoopFree.com. Do you enjoy cleaning your cat's litter box? (laughs) I didn't think so. ScoopFree is the litter box that cleans itself, so you don't have to. ScoopFree automatically rakes waste away, but unlike other systems, you can leave ScoopFree alone for weeks at a time without handling waste or refilling litter. All you do is replace a disposable litter tray, and you'll never see, smell, or touch messy waste again. Learn more about the number one rated automatic litter box at ScoopFree.com. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. So you want to stop smoking. Well, here's what I want you to do. Go to a drugstore and take a stop smoking product off the shelf. Go to the cashier and tell them you don't want to pay for the product. You just want to try it first. And if and only if it works, will you then come back and pay for it? Well, if you did this, you probably would be arrested. But as silly as this sounds, this is exactly what the smoke-free Try It Before You Buy It free offer is. Take down this phone number or store it in your cell phone but call 1-800-426-6175. That's 1-800-426-6175. When you call, you will get the smoke-free, complete, all-natural stop-smoking program. This program includes a 28-day supply of the smoke-free capsules, a stop-smoking manual, a DVD and CD support program, and a bottle of weight loss capsules, just in case you are worried about gaining weight while you are trying to quit. Again, you will get to try all this free, a $130 value, by simply paying a small shipping and handling fee. Call smoke-free at one 800 426 6175. That's 1 800 426 6175. This is a limited time offer, so call 1 800 426 6175 today. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more.
Animal Radio. We are celebrating our connection with our pets. And many of us have given up that daytime job so that we can work in the pet industry, which is now a $55 billion a year industry. At least that's what they're expecting for this 2013. It keeps going up. It seems to be recession-proof. It is the second fastest growing sector, the pet industry. And that's because we've brought the animals inside from outside. They're now sleeping uh, in bed with us or eating with us, no, they're not in the doghouse like they used Mm-mm. to be 20, 30 no. years ago. I think people even have doghouses anymore. You know, it's funny because I, we, we, I was just talking about that with my wife when growing up, and we were pet lovers, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, the dog wasn't around, allowed around the dinner table. The dog nope. was outside most of the time, mm-hmm. and we thought that we were great. Now, if you looked at it, they would have probably thrown us in jail at that point. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Well, now you can walk into a pet store and you'll see all kinds of different brands of foods as well as all kinds of different products. And a lot of these are mom and pops, people that got caught in the recession, lost their job perhaps, and had a rebirth with a new career. And sometimes they come up with some great products. And our next guest did that. Donna Fox came up with something that's sort of like a uh, a kangaroo pouch. You could, yeah. To, to keep your dog or cat or any other animals in, so when you go walking around, it's like a little sweatshirt. I'll let, let her explain it. Welcome to the show, Donna. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Obviously, this is kind of a new career for you, right? Uh, yes, it is. What did you do before this? Um, a registered nurse as well as a wildlife rehabilitator. Okay. Wow. Okay. And you have a little dog, Cinders, and you enjoyed putting Cinders, what, inside your sweatshirt to cuddle up? Yes, yes. When uh, I first brought Cinders home, he was little and he was not very healthy. And um, the only place he was happy and warm was in my shirt. Sure. So I tucked him in under my sweatshirt, but it you know, it was kind of limiting. I had to hold him there so I could only mm-hmm. do things one-handed. And, you know, being constantly moving, that didn't work out well. So um, I got to the sewing machine and made my prototype of, like you said, a pouch-like sweatshirt. And um, Cinders and I have been very happy since. I bet. The Cuddle and Carry shirt. Now, you sell these online? Yes. Do you have any brick-and-mortar stores that you're in yet? What what is your what are your plans? Um, right now, it's mostly online. And um, it's been doing quite well, actually. And the, the feedback is wonderful. Mm. When people do uh, receive their sweatshirt, both they and their pets are happy with it. And <clears throat> as the inventor and creator, that... That's very satisfying. Mm. Judy is actually holding one up right now. This is a cool. This is a high quality. It's a high quality. Very nicely this designed. Good, this is a good Shark Tank item. It is. Yeah. Have you ever thought about that? It, going it on a Shark Tank? Um, yeah, there's a long story behind that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> As well. Um, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Actually knew someone from the Shark Tank and... Uh, we had a, a contract going on, but he became very busy very quickly and got some high-profile products and customers and got too busy for our little project. So we uh, mm. amicably ended the contract. Oh, that's too bad. Mm. Well, now how, how have sales been going? Averaging, you know, for someone small like me with really just the website and, and no marketing budget to mention, um, we're selling between seven to a dozen a week, which is satisfying. That's not bad. No, it's not. And how much do they sell for each? They're fifty-five ninety-five. Oh, you know, and I want to say that they're very nice quality. They're not just a flimsy sweatshirt, and 
Ladybug loves it. She loves being close to me, and it's so great. I mean, I could ride my bike and put her in it. I can go shopping, you know, the farmer's markets, and I don't have to worry about holding her. And th- a- another good thing about the sweatshirt is you would think it would be real bulky without the dog. You'd have this big flap hanging or anything, but it looks very nice even without your dog in it. It's very warm, I have to say. Oh. You know what I like about this? What? It's a great pet grooming item, and I'll tell you why. Because people, after they get their dogs clean and they look great, impulse buy certain things. Where oh. And you know what? I can picture a dog freshly groomed in that, walking around, stylish. It's, I, it's a great idea. You know, it's also good for kittens. Our market really has has been largely dogs, um, some cat owners, uh, but they would also be great for ferrets. Ferrets mm. love burrow and hide, and actually, I sold one to a rat owner as well. Well, you must have a website. What is that? It's uh, www.cinderoos.com. And that's uh, C-I-N-D-E-R-O-O-Z, cinderoos.com. And, of course, we put links to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com. Donna, thank you so much. Good luck with this. Thank you. Thanks again for having us. Of course. Oh, we're going to give one away? Okay. What size cinderoos are we giving away? We'll let the listener decide. 1-866-405-8405 right now. If you are new to the industry, you have something that you have invented or you're trying to pitch, let us know. Vinny Penn coming at you on Animal Radio, your resident party animal. I want to dedicate uh, this episode of this installment, rather, of Party Animal to uh, my beloved dog, Cruiser. Uh, Cruiser was a mini schnauzer uh, that uh, was in our family for a dozen years. Uh, Still can't even think about him uh, without getting a little bit sad. And I'll tell you, I've got family members, human family members who've passed away who I think about and don't feel really anything, but Cruiser still makes me sad. And uh, the other day, a friend of mine uh, had to put his dog to sleep, um, and it was very difficult for him. And we were at the bar having a couple of drinks, a bunch of people sitting around the bar. And I told him that I knew where he was coming from. I was trying to empathize. I told him how difficult it was when we lost Cruiser. All of a sudden, people start chiming in with their dog death stories and it got me to thinking, why why are dog owners and cat owners and, and, and pet owners in general competitive with death stories? One complete stranger said, you guys think you have it tough. I had to kill my dog myself, shoot him in the backyard. Now, one, I don't know, this guy might be in the witness protection program for all, I, you know, for, for all I know. Uh, why he would admit that is beyond me. But I've noticed that dog owners, in particular, even more than cat owners, they are competitive with death stories. They could hear you give it. This has happened for years. The biggest sigh. Oh, I remember the morning I got the phone call that we had lost Cruiser. Cruiser, of course, was in the uh, the hospital for a few days in the end. It was a devastate. I had to go and tell the rest of my family. Whenever people overhear that, they're like, oh, that's awfully sad. It's got to be difficult. You know, I ran over my dog in the driveway with my own car. What? Why are you competing with my dog's death story? Why do people do that when it comes to their pets? You're you're not going to top it. Well, maybe the guy who ran his over in his driveway, maybe that tops it. Vinny Penn. 
party animal. Although, not really a party installment, Animal Radio. Hey y'all, it's Lisa Matassa and you're listening to Animal Radio. We are celebrating your connection with your pets. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. As to dog father, Joey Volani, animal communicator, Joey Turner, dog trainer, Alan Cable, and of course, veterinarian, Dr. Debbie. All here. We welcome you. Let's uh, go to line four. We have Sujin. Am I pronouncing your name correctly, Sujin? Yep, that's right. Hello. I understand you want to talk to our animal communicator, Joey Turner. Yeah, that would be great. She's right here. Hi, um, so we have three cats, um, two uh, males who are brothers uh, and a female. They're all about eight years old, and the cats have started peeing inside the house. Um, And we're expecting our first child in June. Um, So just wondering, um, we have a guess on who's peeing, but not sure if that's right. Um, And wondering if there's anything we can do to um, encourage them to pee outside. Two of them pee outside and one of them uh, pees in the litter box. Okay, so you would prefer that they all peed outside? Well, um, no, the one who pees in the litter box, that's fine, as long as they don't pee on the carpet or the wall or their computer places okay. anything. <laughs> Tell me their names, please. Okay, the two boys are um, Chewy and Loki, um, and the girl's name is Dammy. Okay, so... One of the things they want to know is they know big things are happening, and this must be the baby thing. And Loki is the one that has a question about what's going to happen with them when the baby gets there. So do you have any plans about what in their life is going to change? Really what would be relevant to them is what do you see changing with the baby? He's concerned that you're going to get rid of them. Oh, get rid of Loki. Yes, is that not okay. a consideration as far as your mind goes? Um, I don't think so. I mean, my partner says that sometimes, but I don't think she means it. Ah, okay. Well, I can tell you that that's the issue right there because that's the fear and they've got their human that's saying, yes, that's a real thing you should be afraid of because your partner says that. Okay. So the thing that I'm going to suggest you do is the two humans need to get together and decide if you can actually... Set your hearts on keeping these cats and actually commit to that and just work out whatever's going on or not. Because the cats are not going to stop peeing as long as they are fearing that their lifestyle and in some cases for Loki, actually even his life, is in jeopardy. Okay, and are there, and is it um, Chewy and Loki who are peeing or is Bammy also peeing? And they're not so much really wanting to say, but when I feel all of them, it feels like from time to time it's all of them. Oh, really? And it's okay. Really, what they're trying to do is get your attention to say, "Hey, we're afraid here. Uh-huh. We need to understand what actually is going to go on." Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you Good. could all decide what you want to do, talk to them, or you can call back into the show. I can talk to you, or you can have a private session, however you want to deal with it. But they are actually, especially Loki, is in fear of his life, and that's why they're peeing, and that's why it's not going to get fixed until they feel secure again. Okay. Okay, great. Thank you. Thanks You're for your so call. You're so very welcome. 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. 
You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Let's take another one for the illustrious Dr. Debbie. And we have George on the phone. Hey, George, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Good. Where are you calling from today? I'm in Huntington Beach, California. Beautiful Los Angeles area. Thank you for listening to Animal Radio. I understand you want to talk to our doctor, and that is Dr. Debbie. Thank you. Well, hi. How are you today? Dr. Debbie, I have a fat Siamese cat, and I'm standing next to her right now. When I come into the room, this is what she does. Did you hear that? Do it again. (laughs) Well, you know, I feed her, and she's getting fat, and she's getting fatter, so I've cut her diet down to whenever she does this to me, which is quite often, I've got like a two tablespoon uh, size cup and I just take a little, I use this I am um, proactive health indoor weight hairball care formula and mm-hmm. uh, she gobbles it up then she goes around the carpet a few hours later or maybe even a few minutes later, throws it up and then comes back and says, meow! Oh, poor dear. <laughs> Uh, now, how much does this kid weigh? My gosh. You know, Siamese aren't that big. I think she weighs at least 12 pounds. Yeah, that's a big Siamese because a lot yeah. of female Siamese will be about 6, 7, even 8 pounds. So, yeah, yeah, that sounds a bit heavy. Okay, so so she's very vocal, and then when she when she is vocal, you feed her. Is that pretty much what I'm getting? Well, yeah. What am I supposed to do? Just let her meow till you know, I can't stand it anymore? <laughs> Oh, gosh, you know what? Okay, here's some kitty tough love advice. (laughs) Well, to some degree, Siamese will talk to you about anything and everything. And if she's learning the cue of talking to you gives me food then that's that's a positive reward that she has just gotten for that. Now, some folks with Siamese love that verbal nature that they have, and they love to kind of chatter back and forth with their kitties. I, I am a little troubled, though, that this is rewarded by feeding um, in every instance, and we need to find a substitute action or behavior that we can reward, um, if you will, <laughs> her talking to you, and uh-huh. find a different way that we can do feeding. So there are some ways, but it does take tough love, and I'm very serious about it, that you have to kind of get yourself out of the feeding equation. So, for a kitty that is a real big demander of feeding, uh, one strategy that I would work towards is to try to get her to utilize a timed feeder. And the idea with this is that we don't want her to cry and get food. We want her to learn that food will come from this magical box, and that it will come at set times, and Meowing to dad isn't going to make this open up any sooner. So uh-huh. that that takes time. So there are ways to kind of get her used to that. Um, and there's some great time feeders that you can purchase online, um, pet stores and so forth, where you basically have a battery and then the little compartments open at preset times. Uh-huh. Um, this is a great tool for that cat that tries to wake you up in the middle of the night at 2, 3 a.m. Instead of getting up when they do this, you tra- you train them that they go to the feeder at that time and it opens up on its own. So that way you take yourself out of that equation. You can sleep at night. <laughs> right. So, so to get to that. on top of me at night. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know that. Been there. Well, we definitely don't want her to get too heavy because that will make it difficult to sleep. Then, <laughs> yeah. And then, when if I move, she complains. 
<laughs> oh, she's got you wrapped around her little paw. I can tell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, so some of the other things that I would say, working towards this idea of getting her to a time feeder, you can actually um, work on measuring her daily amount of her food in a container. So uh-huh. what we would want to do is to give her opportunities to work for her food independent of you. So you might have to fill a little toy. There are nice little interactive toys uh, made by some different companies where they're basically kind of little puzzles. They're little uh, plastic chew toys where you put the kibbles inside the item. They bat it around by the paw action. By chasing after it, little pieces of food fall out. Uh So that's a very good way to kind of get her activity level up and to make her work for food. Because if you face it, Indoor cats sit around on their butt and wait for us to serve them. So this will give her something to do and to also kind of, uh, you know, get her off that couch and work for that food there. <laughs> so, right. And then, uh, you know, we might also. Old. She still gets up and chases a laser light every once in a while when she got the energy. Good, good. Yeah. And laser pointers are great to get cats moving and things like the little cat dancers, the fish pole toys, things like that can be also wonderful to get, you know, get them moving a little bit. And, right. uh, you know, if, if we don't have her um, necessarily on a weight loss diet, you might want to see, you know, talk to your veterinarian if she's a candidate for being on a weight loss diet. Um, but that might be another strategy to kind of help her out and try to get um, some of this weight off and, uh, you know, get get her trimmed down a little bit here. <laughs> So how much food should I give her a day? Oh, that's a great question. And the answer is um, I will usually refer people to the bag of the food that they're on <laughs> because every diet is a little bit different in the calorie content. So there's no way we can compare uh, food one, two, or three to each other. Um, right. So we'll have to look at what the calorie content is. And especially with a weight loss diet, we can feed a little bit more of that and they'll feel a little bit more satisfied. Um, yeah. If we just limit regular cat food that you might buy for any cat. Um, for a cat that's overweight, by limiting the volume of food, you're also limiting the nutrients and they'd be missing out on things and, and definitely can have some nutritional issues. So, you know, that, that too, we might have to get her into a weight loss diet, um, you know, one of maybe the high protein diets um, that kind of work like catkins, if you will, um, to help oh. them lose <laughs> lean weight. <laughs> I just looked on this bag and it does have feeding guidelines for the weight of a cat. Mm-hmm. It weighs 12 pounds. It's uh, feed daily to maintain weight is three quarters to one cup. Or to lose weight, just three quarters of a cup. Mm-hmm. And this is like the AMS um, proactive indoor yeah. proactive and- and, and that may be a fine diet for, you know, just kind of managing weight. But usually if I've got an overweight cat, um, they're really, um, it's difficult to get cats to lose weight in general. It really is. It's hard. It, it's it's harder than me eating pizzas and drinking wine on the weekends. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I would consider getting her on a weight loss diet. Those are generally prescription foods. There's a lot of different companies that have those. And um, th- that might be one other thing that we can do to really get this girl to, to kind of trim down a little bit more. Yeah, she's turning into a round ball. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I like the Siamese. They're very vocal. They can be very active and very athletic, too. So maybe if we can kind of get this gal lean down a little bit, um, you know, you might see some more of that kittenhood come back. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Good luck with that. Let us know how that goes, George. We appreciate your call today. Well, thank you. I enjoy listening to your show. So do I. <laughs> I get paid for it too. One eight six six four. Not much. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with the Dream Team right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. 
You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. It's Animal Radio. Here we are again. one 405 That is toll-free to the Animal Radio Dream Team. Dog father Joey Volani, dog trainer Alan Cable, veterinarian Dr. Debbie, or animal communicator Joy Turner. Alan surfing porn. <laughs> I am porn not. surfing. You know what? All this is just, this conversation is just going down the tubes here. We're talking it's about going, getting... It's going wrong. Let's talk about your undisclosed ba- uh, location, where, where you were. I mean, <sighs> yeah, where were you still? Secret? Why are you You're so still private? on this. I mean, aren't you know we what? friends here? Aren't, aren't we like, aren't we nice people? I mean, so you went on vacation. So what's, you don't want to share? Maybe it's a great place. Maybe we want to know where it is so we can visit there. Or you, are you afraid we'll wind up in the cabana next to you? <laughs> Maybe all of the above. I'll tell you, Alan, I think it's really intriguing that you cannot live without knowing where I was. No, no this has been bugging me all are week. You, all week are you long. always so nosy? Are you always like so... Come into your office and show you my goiter unless you tell me. <laughs> Just keep your pants on, okay? <laughs> is that where a goiter is? No, no. I thought a goiter was on a net, on your neck. It is. It is. We're just talking. There are some crazy things that people will do and will wear in Las Vegas. So when we're talking about, you know, showing body parts, um, it's a little bit different here. We should we should start a, a fake website where people can win vacations to goiter, the the exotic, beautiful paradise of goiter, and see how many people actually sign up for the trip. <laughs> Come swim in the crystal blue waters of goiter. <laughs> and the salt water's great. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, you know, I, Dr. Debbie, where were you? Where'd you go? What country were you in? I, I was definitely in the U.S. I was definitely All in the right, U.S. So, and so was it green. a vacation or you, know, you and the, the old man having a little trouble? You went to one of those workshops, maybe, you know? <laughs> no. One of those couples discovery no. workshops? No, my my old gal, my thirteen and a half year old, is you know we are indulging her. We are doing whatever Aww. she wants, and she has certain places we've gone when she was young, and we feel it really important oh, to so kind of almost do kind of a little memory cruise, if you will. So we we've kind of hit a couple special spots in her. Well, see, you should have talked about. See, then that's touching and beautiful and and sweet, and and, and what a great idea. You know, that's why are you hiding that? That's awesome right there. I'm still not telling you where I was, though. <laughs> no, you don't have to, but that's, you know, that's really sweet that you did that. We just got this one off of Facebook. You can ask your questions on Facebook. You know, another good way is to download the Animal Radio app. You can ask your questions right from that app for your iPhone or Android. Get it now. But this comes from our Facebook page, and uh, Jose Vega says, I have a question for Joey on your webpage. I clicked the email link, didn't work, blah, 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 blah. Can we get someone on that? Guido, yes. Fix that link if it's wrong. Uh, he wants to know, he's wondering if Joey's heard of the Ferminator de-shedding tool, and if you have, what you think about it, or if you could recommend one for a Labrador retriever. Do you know, Ferminator should become a sponsor of the show, being the, the, as much as I talk about them at times. Uh, yeah. It, it, I, I got to tell you, they it's it's a good tool. It really is. Um, I mean, they it's well-developed. I like it a lot. It definitely um, gets out the hair. The one thing, though, that you have to understand, the, the, some labs, depending on how they're bred, is going to have real long coat or is going to have very short coat. Okay, depending on the type of coat that your dog has, you, you got to know how much pressure you could apply. So what I would do is is definitely worth getting one. They work well. Is 
Go real light. If you get nothing out and you just go a little bit more until you start to pull out coat, because what you don't want to do, because it's very easy, you can irritate the skin and actually cause injury if you, if you go real hard with it. And um, also you can bald your dog. If your dog is ready to be de-shedded, because I've seen that in the grooming school where the Furminator actually pulled out everything, it works that good. I mean, really? other than that, a rubber, a rubber curry brush that you get real cheap in any pet store works wonderful as well. And it's not as much money, but you know what? It's 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 a great tool. There's nothing I could say bad about it, except that you could bald an animal with it. <laughs> except you can bald, yes. Except you can bald, but then you know what? Then that solved the problem. Yeah, that really. Does. Then there's no more shedding. Yeah, Stacy, what's going on in your world? Well, coming up, I have a story about the world's oldest horse that was just put down. You will not believe how old this horse is. It's amazing. I mean, if you have a horse that's 30 years old, that's, that's a pretty good old horse. Um, this horse, I'm not giving, I'm not going to tell you how old it is. You'll have to listen to the story. Okay. I'll give you the details coming up on Animal Radio News. Well, I'm going to stick around just for that. I hate having to wait. I know. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Judy is screening your calls right now at 1-866-405-8405. Toll free to Alan Cable, our dog trainer extraordinaire, dog father Joey Volani, Dr. Debbie, or animal communicator Joy Turner. Joey, what do you got coming up on the show today? We're going to be talking about the safe and easiest way to remove ticks from your pet. It's almost tick season again. Is there a season for ticks? I would imagine there is. Yeah, there is. There is. Um, you know, sometimes um, in some places in the country, it's all year round. And in other climates, it's, um, you know, when the, when the weather stops going below freezing. So we're, we're pretty close to that. You don't want to yank those ticks out just with your hand. I no, know you know what? It's funny because it was a it was a topic I didn't know if I wanted to talk about, only because it's not, you know, it doesn't sound so exciting. But um, actually, it's um probably one of the more important <laughs> things that I've spoken about. Well, it's not, you know. Hey, coming up next, how to remove ticks from your dog? You know, I mean, it's just. <laughs> but you want to listen? Yeah, it's pretty important. We had a dog once come in a salon and um was covered in them. It was also a, a um, rescue th- um, dog that came in, and um, when I used to own the Nash Academy, we used to um, do any the rescue dogs or the um, shelter dogs. It was an easy way to find hosts to have your students um, learn how to groom. And um, this dog came in with hundreds of them, and oh my we removed them. And then we actually sent the dog. We we told him, you know, to, um, just take it to the vet. We had a veterinarian that was probably about three storefronts down from where we were, and. Um, they actually had to treat the dog. Um, there was there was a lot of problems just because of so many ticks sucking out blood and depleting the, the dog's body. Yeah, you know what? What's the reason for them? I mean, you know, like I always sit there. I sit there in my chair and I think to myself, why would anybody invent a tick or a mosquito or a fly? I mean, what purpose do they serve? What What's the reason they're here? Is that just to torture people and living things? Is that why they're here? Because that's all they do. Mm. They're thinking the well, same thing I mean, about us. What, if, if, you, if you really think about it, if I was able to, you know, some hook my mouth up to the local restaurant and just be fed all day long, ain't a bad deal. And then you pop off all fat and die. Yeah, it's not a bad. Kind of like me now. <laughs> Stacy. Okay, here's what you don't want to do: get a woman upset who owns a cat. You don't want to threaten her cat. You don't want to talk nasty to her cat. You don't want to do anything. 
because women will kill for their cats. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Ooh. Ominous. Which one are we going to? Four. Line four. And we have Bob on the phone. Hey, Bob, how are you doing? Good, good. I've got a couple of chow chows, a male and a female. And uh, the uh, one when I feed the female dog, and then it's time to let her out. She'll, like, eat half of her food, and I'll let her outside. She'll let me know she wants to come back in, and I'll open the door. She'll just sit there and look up at me, and I'll say, do you want to come in or not? She'll turn her back on me and put her back towards me. <laughs> what, what? And uh, my oh, wife, man. the same thing. I'll go up there, and I says, what's wrong with the dog? She says, she's giving me the cold shoulder. I'm glad you called. I'm so glad you called because chows are unique dogs. I'm sure Dr. Debbie's had an experience with chows, too, but they're not sure? like you. <laughs> Yeah, they're not like your German Shepherd or your Golden Retriever. They are very, they're, they're more like cats. And they're often misunderstood by people. They, the average training methods and motivational techniques don't work on chows. You know, you can't force them to do anything. And with a chow, it, it's, it's yeah. all about respect. They're, they're regal. They're beautiful. And, uh, it, you know, you have to establish control from the beginning with a chow. And, and he has to respect you, and you have to earn his respect. And so your dog is, is very funny. A chow will do what a chow wants to do and uh, saves the affection for the people that he really cares about. But it's obvious that your chow, you, you probably haven't earned your dog's respect. And I'll tell you why. The dog is controlling you. Okay, so when your dog is sitting by the door, you're going over to open the door. And, and so the chow is getting a reaction out of you. The chow is controlling you. You're not in charge. You're not forcing the chow to kind of respect you by being in control. You're calm. I like that. So the next time the chow sitting there by the door, just ignore that dog. Just ignore him. Don't even pay any attention to her. And when you want her to come in, you go to the door. Open the door. Don't talk to the dog because they don't understand you, and, and chows are not even going to pay attention to you. They'll walk away. You know, Just open the door and go, come. If the dog doesn't, then just close the door and walk away. And pretty soon the dog's going to realize and understand that you know when you say come, it means now. And if, and if she doesn't, it might be hours before you invite her in again. And it's kind of how you have to manipulate a chow. You have to be a very powerful personality, but not a forceful personality. You have to be confident, calm, and you have to just act the way you want the dog to. Whatever you want the dog to get from your behavior, you act that way. So you lead. With a chow, you lead. And, uh, you know, they're just, they're just unique. They're very unique. They're very unique dogs. Well, you hit the nail right on the head. That just, that describes her to a T. Uh, the male dog, uh, he's, we got him as a, a teenager, if you will, and, uh, we kind of had to establish the, uh, you know, who's the alpha on that one, and he, he picked it up right away. He was, uh, I didn't ever have to, uh, you know, he, I, they're all I've different. Never used you, an you know, they're all in my life. But he was in, in general. How much? In, in general, you're a calm guy, but in, in general, chows are very strong-willed dogs. They need an equally strong-willed owner. They have minds of their own, and if you if you let them, they will become the master of you. So before anybody yeah. listening ever decides to go out and get a chow, give it some serious thought because you really have yeah. to be a powerful, calm personality. Well, that's that's, that's her. Her exactly. She's just trying to manipulate things. So 
Well, at least I've got a little insight of uh, what I perceive to be the cold shoulder. I just, like you said, I just shut the door and said, "All right, when you decide you want to come in, just so." But from now on, see I'll now, so, so now turn that around. Call. Turn that. Turn that around, my friend. It's when you decide you want her to come in, okay? It's not what she decides. That's the only way you're going to earn a child's respect. It's kind of like, hey, come. And if the dog doesn't listen by the second come, just shut the door and walk away. When the dog's sitting by the door, pay absolutely no attention. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You get the nail right on the head on the personality there. That's 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 great. Thanks for your thank call, you. Bob. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. That is toll free to the Dream Team. Animal communicator Joy Turner, dog father Joey Villani, dog trainer Alan Cable, and Doctor Debbie all here. I lived with a Chow. They're interesting dogs. You know, Alan, you're a carpenter for dogs' behavior. A carpenter? What is that? That's funny. What does that mean? Well, he, could, he said you hit the nail on the head, and you are the carpenter <laughs> to his dog's behavior. Oh, Chowser. You know what? They are the anti-dog. They don't behave like other dogs. <laughs> Get your little dialing figures. Fingers. Figures? Fingers. Ready to dial. 1-866-405-8405. We're going to give away a scoop-free Ultra with a three-pack of premium blue litter. This is the litter we've been talking about, the scoop-free automatic litter that we use here at the Animal Radio Studios. And in fact, I think today might be the one-month anniversary of the cartridge that you need to change. Is that correct? That's it. Only once a month. Wow, that is truly amazing. No more daily scooping either. And the litter doesn't get all over because it has a little hood. But you can Mm -hmm. remove the hood if you have one of those cats that doesn't like to go inside hooded areas. Mm -hmm. Uh, It also has a health counter. It tells you how many times the litter has gone off and how many times they've urinated so that you can be on top of urinary infections. Uh, It has a 90-day money-back guarantee, a one-year limited product warranty. It is an awesome litter, and you should have one. Call me now at 1-866-405-8405. If you're not lucky enough to get through, head on over to scoopfree.com. And, of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog. Only the good stuff. For more information, go to Stella and Chewy's. At Hotels.com, we've got thousands of deals for every occasion. And to celebrate spring, we've got low prices on your favorite getaways. But what could we call such a fantastic sale? The I'm so happy it's finally spring I could dance sale? The man I love a quick weekend getaway sale? The grab the camera because it's family vacation time sale? How about just the spring sale? That about sums it up. Now through April 1st, save up to 30% on your favorite destinations. Book now only at Hotels.com. Finding you the perfect place at the perfect price. That's the sound of Selsun Science wiping out dandruff. Introducing Selsun Blue Sensitive Scalp. Feel it get to the root of dandruff and gently whisk scalp irritation away with soothing vitamins B5, E, and essential oils. Now when you style your hair, it feels oh so good to the touch. New Selsun Blue Sensitive Scalp. Science for your scalp. Use as directed. At TurboTax, we know your paycheck is more than a number. 
It's brown bag lunches every day. It's picking up extra shifts. And it's catching the bus to work. You work hard to earn your money, and we want to help you stretch every dollar. That's why TurboTax lets you file your simple federal return for free. It's free to prepare, print, e-file, and you can even chat with a tax expert. TurboTax, the power to keep what's yours. Get the federal free edition at TurboTax.com. Live tax help service is subject to availability, restrictions, and change without notice. See TurboTax.com for details. You're listening to Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewy's Natural Goodness for Dogs. Made with raw, USDA-inspected meat. It's raised naturally. No added hormones, no antibiotics, just the good stuff. It's the official food of Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. Pick it up at StellaandChewy's.com. Hey there, sir. How are you doing today? The dog father. I gotta ask a question. Yes, I'm. 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 I'm doing good. Why is she the studio stunt dog? I want to see some of these stunts that we that we talk about. I mean, she's smart, you know. I know she runs the the, the, the soundboard here, and you know, sets up she the mic. She does screen calls. That, that's a that's a that's true. That okay. is a big there talent there. Uh, hey, no, she doesn't really go. do the the regular stunts that other dogs do. She's she'll get coffee, which. Uh, <laughs> You know, you gotta you gotta be real steady with the paw when you're bringing coffee into the studio for someone. That's right. Okay, so now now that, I understand. Does that good? Okay. That, yes, I understand. <laughs> hey, listen, I had a um, <laughs> I had a call from a family member um about something that's so simple, but to me, but it really can be difficult and and it could be a problem for others, and that's removing a tick from your dog or your cat. Oh. And they had a um. They just got a rescue um, um, dog, and the dog came in and had some ticks on them. So they wanted to know the best way. And, um, you know, as all the wives' tales that you hear, um, they, of course, brought them up, and I want to combat some of them. Number one, if you find a tick on your dog, and anytime you walk outside, um, you should always comb through your pet or brush through your pet to make sure, especially if you're in an area. When I lived in New Jersey, New Jersey's full of them. Um, it's perfect um, climate for them. They like it when it's um, when when you have a damp climate and there's a lot of humidity in New Jersey. And whether it's summertime and it's blistering 90 degrees and 100 percent humidity, or it's um, fall and you're going into those you know cooler temperatures, they thrive in both temperatures. So w- if you're going out and you're going in an area that's you know wooded, or even you know what the the the, the the town and county parks that you go in, you can pick them up real easy. Comb through your pet because what you want to do is you want to spot it sooner than later. One thing, if you find a tick that's embedded in your pet, and I'd rather find it embedded in my pet than, than on myself, to be very honest with you. Um, I hate to say it. Some people are going to say, how dare you, but that's how I feel. How dare um, you? <laughs> yeah, Exactly. The one thing you don't want to do, there's a couple of things you don't want to do. A lot of times people will put a pesticide, you know, whether it's a flea and tick spray on it and, um, that, um, think that that's going to help back them out. Um, number one, it's not going to. The other thing is people like to use a match or a cigarette or something to burn them to back a out. A cigarette? Okay? Only, no, that's, hey, that's yeah. what my dad used to do really? when I was a little kid. We would get them on ourselves and my dad would do that to us. Wow. Okay. Well, okay. You're very lucky. I'm going to tell you why. When you do any of those things, what happens is 
most of the time it's not going to back the tick out. Sometimes it will. But the bad thing it does is it makes the tick secrete saliva. Oh. Okay, so now the problem is, now picture this tick that's buried underneath the skin, mm-hmm. okay, and it's secreting saliva. Now, if it has anything, if it if it, if it's if it's a um, deer tick and it has... Um, Lyme disease. Um, what am I looking for? Lyme. Lyme disease, that's it. Or Rocky Mountain spotted fever or anything else. It's secreting it into your skin. Now, not that it, it, it probably didn't do that already, but the chances are much greater <laughs> at this point. Oh. So what you want to do is you want to become a ninja. The best way to do it is to be stealth, okay? And what you're going to do is get yourself a um, pair of tweezers, okay? I do it right with my fingers. And you're going to clear the hair away from the tick. Um, so basically all you can see is the tick sticking up out of the skin. Go with the tweezer between the tick and the, and the pet skin itself. Squeeze tight and just pull straight back. Now, that's the easiest way because if you get underneath it, you'll be able to remove the head and all. If I pull from the back part of the body, it's real easy to break the head off inside or underneath the skin. So what ends up happening then is then usually you'll get an abscess or an infection. Some pets, you know what it happens to and, 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 you know, they get a little abscess and, and, and it comes right out in a couple of days. But the bad part about it is, is you want to get that out. You want to get it away. You don't want to have any problems afterward. If you notice any type of redness or irritation around it, I would definitely call my veterinarian just to have it checked out. You know what? It's it's better to catch things in early stages than to wait. Um Especially with ticks, because we don't know. I mean, so many people um, and so many pets have come down with um, Lyme's disease over the years. So, you know what, if, if you have it checked right away, maybe you catch it right away, they could treat it. And it's, it's, it's a lot more treatable in the early stages than it is if it progresses. Okay, so... The easiest way, just pull it out. Now, the other thing is disposing of it. You don't want to step on it. If there's eggs, believe it or not, you can, you can um, release the eggs and they can hatch. Okay, what I do is I'll flush them. Okay, otherwise, what we used to do in the grooming salon, if you know, because the last thing you want to do is leave your pet on the table every time you find a tick. Because yeah. some ticks you find 5, 10, 15, maybe 20. Oh. Um, we used to keep a um, container of alcohol and just drop them in and um, they, they die on contact. And then you would and put them out with you, your cigarette, wouldn't you? That's, yes, where, that's yes. where that came up then, from. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And then just dispose of them. But um, it's it's real easy. You know what? And there's nothing. I pull them out with my finger. I actually pinch right under and get down to the skin and pull it straight out. They're not going to bite you back that quick. It's not something that <laughs> where you're going to have to worry about getting bit. So if you can if you can handle that, I find that to be the easiest way than to be fumbling around with a tweezer if you can. Um, have the tweezer. Now, if you go to the pet store, they make a tick remover. It looks like a little spoon with a notch. And you go in there, and the the spoon part with a curved part of the bottom works like a... um Almost like a lever, and and you push down on one end and pop it out. Um, I honestly have never used them, but um, people say that they work pretty good, so that's another way. But, mm. again, no pesticides, no fires, and, and that could be dangerous, too, because your dog moves and then he has a nice cigarette burn, and um, you know what, shame, shame. <laughs> so so what is this that you'd rather have your pet have a, a, a tick <laughs> than you have a tick? I mean, it would be easier to well, get out on a human, I would think. There's a lot uh, of fur. You know, here, yeah, but you know what? Uh, I've had them on my head. I've yeah. had them, Getting and Judy, so you know you know what it's like. Um, it's you know I'd rather just find them on my pet and pull them off. I mean that's one of the problems with what I have with these topical um, 
um, pesticides, which, you know what, they work great. The problem is the ticks um, don't like the host. So what they do is they're, they're not fast movers like fleas, like they're going to come off. They walk around until they find a new host, and nine yeah. times out of ten, that host is going to be you or another pet in the household that doesn't have that topical on it. Um, so I'd rather just, it's, and, 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 I mean, as long as you're not going into heavy, if you're hiking every day in heavy wooded areas, you know what, go out and get the topicals because you do need them. But if you're not, it's easier just to look through your dog's coat, find find what you need, comb through it, and oh, here I found a tick and pop them right off. Okay. I'm, I'm itching Beautiful. all over right now. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Sounds like a new game show. Pop it right off. <laughs> pop it right off. How many can you do in a minute? Let's uh, go to James, who has a call for Joey. Hey, James. Yes, sir. I'm a truck driver, and I'm calling for um, a little bit of Joey's advice here. I kind of I have this little bug that loves to ride around with me, but sometimes we stay out on the road for very extended periods of time, and, you know, giving them a proper bath is not very feasible. So I'm wanting to know what I could do for him, you know, what products or what procedures I Joey might recommend to keep him clean and, you know, healthy while he's out on the road with me. So let, let me ask you a couple of questions here. What's your main objective is just to clean the dog? Is the dog getting stinky? Is it shedding? Because that's going to determine really, you know, what direction I go in. Yeah, well, I brush him every day. Um, but we're out sometimes for two months at a time, and it gets a bit oily and stuff, you know. And, and okay. we're walking around in grass that, you know, I don't know what's in there. I just want to keep it. There's a lot of products out there and wipes that you can go that you can go to the store and and, and get um, a lot of some spray um, dry shampoos and and you know a lot of things out there on the shelves that you can go out and buy. But if you want a real quick fix and this works unbelievable and it's good that you're brushing and combing the dog now because you, you you're removing the dead coat. So if you're used to doing that, you're gonna go to the store and you're gonna buy yourself a sixty-nine cent box of baking soda. Now baking soda you're gonna sprinkle that in the coat now it's going to do two things it's going to number one remove the oil because it's going to absorb so you're going to sprinkle it on you're going to let it sit I don't know, just a couple of minutes, and then you're going to brush it through. Not only is it going to re absorb the dirt and the oil, it's going to also neutralize any odors, any smells, or anything like that. Um, and it's going to, when you brush it, it's going to fall off the dog after it absorbs everything and fall to the ground. So the best thing to do is, is I wouldn't do this while you're in your truck. I would actually do this outside of the truck when you stop, um, sprinkle the dog with it, brush it through. It's going to be real safe. It's really, it's really good for the coat. Um, the dog is going to smell good. And a really good thing, a trick with, with um, dogs that have folds in their face. And, and some, some pugs do, some pugs don't, depending on you know how flat the face is. If you use that and you put that in the folds, it'll dry out any type of moisture that's in there. And the baking soda portion of itself will um, actually remove any facial odor. It works really good. It's a good thing. It's nice and cheap. And you know what? I think that you'll be really satisfied until, you know, Listen, nothing's ever going to replace a good old soap and water bath, but this is something that you can stretch out with a short-haired dog. Um, you can stretch it out quite some time and think, be real happy with it, too. 
Hey, are you all set for your fishing trip? Mm-hmm. Did you pack the beer? Um. Wait, is that some twisted tea I see in the back of the car? Come on, twisted tea. Yeah, I can see why. <laughs> twisted tea, realized tea taste with a cake. I don't know. One of the guys must have snuck it in there. Oh, come on. <laughs> I bet you're craving the realized tea taste of twisted tea. I know. It's so refreshing. It is. It's so smooth. It's pretty smooth. But if you want me to take it out. Uh, hold on to it. Uh, we might have one or, or several. <laughs> twisted tea, realized tea taste with a cake. Twisted Tea Brewing Company, Cincinnati, Ohio. Drink responsibly. At Hotels.com, we've got thousands of deals for every occasion. And to celebrate spring, we've got low prices on your favorite getaways. But what could we call such a fantastic sale? The I'm-so-happy-it's-finally-spring-I-could-dance sale? The man-I-love-a-quick-weekend-getaway sale? The grab-the-camera-because-it's-family-vacation-time sale? How about just the spring sale? That about sums it up. Now through April 1st, save up to 30% on your favorite destinations. Book now only at Hotels.com. Finding you the perfect place at the perfect price. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. Hi, this is Fred Willard on Animal Radio. And I'm I'm begging you, stay and neuter your animals. I'm sitting up and begging. I'll I'll go over and play dead if you want. I'll follow you anywhere you want to go. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that provide hours of fun for you and your pets. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, you know how you have to buckle your kids into a car seat? New Jersey is now the first state to consider a requirement that pets also be buckled in in car seats or some type of restraining thing. Right now, there are no guidelines or testing standards for pet travel products. Some makers claim to test their products without those test standards. Claims really can't be substantiated. And Subaru is one company that's actually helping um, work on an effective harness for your dog. The Center for Pet Safety conducted a pilot study. It showed that the majority of pet safety restraints currently on the market don't really work very well. And Subaru says many of our owners have dogs, so we feel it's our responsibility to help keep them safe as possible. Uh, the uh, Center for Pet Safety uses crash test dogs. It's a 55-pound crash dummy dog, and they subject it to collision tests about 30 miles an hour. They don't use live animals. So uh, according to the Pet Safety's, um, the uh, Center for Pet Safety's founder and CEO, Lindsay Wolko, she said, we've received requests from all over the world from manufacturers who want guidance on developing a safer harness. And through this partnership, we can finally conduct additional testing to help develop a suitable standard. So Subaru is actually helping out. That's great. New York City rats 
picky, picky, picky when it comes to the trash they eat. Transit Authority wants to do something to help curb the rat population in the subway system, and the agency is testing a rat bait that will render the rodents infertile. The problem is it's worked really well in rural areas, but apparently urban rats are a little more picky, so they have to use different scents and flavors and mix it in with the subway trash to see what works best. You know, they need a little pizza flavor or something. (laughs) Crazy rats. Okay, there's a woman who got really ticked off at her husband over her pet cat. She killed him. According to Russian news agency RIA Novosta, the 56-year-old woman was allegedly protecting her cat when she stabbed her husband to death in February. Apparently, the couple was drinking, um, eating dinner and drinking, when the husband's eyes fixed on the cat. He seized a poker and chased the cat, attempting to hit and injure it. To protect her cat, the woman allegedly grabbed a knife from the table, stabbed her husband three times in the chest. He died at the scene. Interfax News added that the husband had previously expressed a deep dislike for this cat, which his wife had taken in earlier this year, and he often hit it. According to RIA Novosta, the woman's currently under investigation. She's uh, scheduled to undergo a psychological examination. She could get up to 15 years in jail if convicted of this murder. You know, this isn't the first time a woman's been accused of attacking uh, her husband over a pet cat. In September, a Texas woman, Audrey Dean Miller, was arrested after she allegedly shot her husband in the stomach when he threatened to shoot her cat with a pellet gun. I'm Stacey Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that exercise and entertain your pets. Learn more at Frolicat.com. Cats need to stimulate their curiosity, and Frolicat toys automatically entertain and exercise your pet. Turn on Frolicat Bolt or Frolicat Dart and watch your cat chase after randomly generated laser patterns. Or program Frolicat Twitch to turn on automatically so your cat can play while you are away. Frolicat's award-winning designs fit into your modern home and are fun for you and your pet. Buy them at your favorite store or learn more at Frolicat.com. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. Hey, are you all set for your fishing trip? Mm-hmm. Did you pack the beer? Um. Wait, is that some twisted tea I see in the back of the car? Come on, twisted tea. Yeah, I can see why. <laughs> twisted tea, realized tea taste with a K. I don't know. One of the guys must have snuck it in there. Oh, come on. <laughs> I bet you're craving the real iced tea taste of twisted tea. I know. It's so refreshing. It is. It's so smooth. It's pretty smooth. But if you want me to take it out. Uh, hold on to it. Uh, we might have one or, or several. <laughs> twisted tea, realized tea taste with a K. Twisted Tea Brewing Company, Cincinnati, Ohio. Drink responsibly. Hi, this is Park Overall. I am just thrilled about Animal Radio. Please, 
spay and neuter your animals. Please. got a buddy his dog is 17 she's still eating you know she's still going to the bathroom but she barely can walk you know but she you know she's got a younger you know uh housemate and i think that's why she holds on but you know as long as she doesn't look like she's in terrible pain and she's still eating and going to the bathroom you know i said you know that's it's hard to to put her down she's so sweet Seventeen-year-old mm-hmm. black lab. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. There's longevity studies they're looking at in the Rottweiler um, that have lived so extremely long, and they're trying to look and find out what it is that these animals have that's allowed them to truck through even some types of cancers that are, they actually have when they die. Um, so there's some really interesting things we can learn about you know human longevity from the Rottweiler. You know, having a up you know like a somebody another dog that's younger to live with usually keeps them around longer too. Mm-hmm. I agree. I got to get my dog a dog. I'm thinking, of, I told Hal, I'm thinking of getting a puppy and just filming the whole thing. You know, just bringing the puppy up, from mm-hmm. picking it out to bringing him up, just filming the whole thing and creating like a, yeah, you know, your your puppy from, you know, six weeks old all the way to two years old. Cool. Training him, the whole thing. If you're a longtime pet owner, you probably experience the sadness of losing your furry friend and some people you know don't understand what it's like to have the connection between a pet they'll say hey, it's only a cat and oh, it, how many that, times like have we heard that biggest insult yeah leah merriweather has created a website called PetHonoring.com and a business called pet honoring and we welcome her to the show hi leah how you doing hi great thank you for having me here well so i'm not the only one that when i lose an animal it feels like nobody understands that. Everybody sort of feels that. And you've created this business for that. Is that correct? Yes. What is the business? Well, um, grief from pet loss is, is very real. Love is love. And we feel this pain and um, transition that, that's very hard to go through. And so um, when I lost my dog, Kelsey, it just didn't seem right. You know, I thought, is this it? We we don't have anything in place to help us more with this because they mean so much to us. And so I have a variety of services and items that can help people through this. Like what? Well, I can do an in-person honoring ceremony um, for a family or a pet, but I also can customize a pet honoring ceremony, hold it in my studio, and record it. What, what is a pet honoring ceremony? Yeah, what does it consist of? Yes, um, it's very similar to um, uh, what you would think of a memorial, but it has the elements of honoring and blessing the pet and the relationship between the two and all the gifts that they gave, and it's more about honoring their soul and um, their, you know, the relationship between the two. Okay, so is it conversation? Is it pictures? I, I'm really not getting a grasp of what the actual pet honoring ceremony is all about. Sure. Okay. Um, it's a audio recording of a ceremony. So I would start with an opening, and I would customize a um, for a particular pet. So I have a consult, and I talk to the person about their relationship with the pet, and I get a good feel for that pet and the person. And so the Recording or the ceremony would start with an opening and uh, it would have a prayer and it would go into why um, they're so special and it has a, a blessing for love and honor of that pet. 
And these are kits that you put together and sell, is that correct? Um, there are kits, um, but with the audio recording, what happens is I do that in my in my studio, and so I hold it and I record it, and so I can send that to somebody so that they can listen to it and have a structured memorial, honoring memorial ceremony for their pet. And then they can listen to that in their own time, in their own space, and have something meaningful in a spiritual and an emotional way to give back and to have some closure. Um, but I do also have kits. Now, if you want to do your own ceremony, um, I have a kit that contains everything that you would need to do that. Uh, some people want to have a way to honor their pet and to have this type of closure, whether it's for themselves or their family or their kids. And so you can get this, and it has items, and it even has a script in it that you can follow. It's interesting, and what a coincidence. We were talking to Debbie about where she was last week, and she was taking her dog on a trip down memory lane, you know, where it all started and, and visiting different places where the dog uh, that are meaningful to the dog and to her and her husband. I thought that was really cool. But, you know, what you're doing is really cool, too, because you never know, you know, when a dog is going to pass. And uh, you, you just, you know, I was playing Frisbee with a dog I had, and that day he... Uh, you know, you had to be put down that day as the legs locked up. But I love what you're doing, Debbie. It's awesome. Well, the pet honoring ceremony can be had at uh, pethonoring.com. Is that correct? We can order, yeah. order it there? People can read about the, um, the different types of services, whether it's an audio recording of a memorial honoring ceremony for your pet or the kits. And there are a bunch of testimonials so you can read about other people's experiences and feedback with it as well. That helps sometimes, too. Well, thank you so much for your good work. We appreciate it. Well, thank you, and thank everybody out there for being such great pet lovers. Leah Merriweather is as our guest. Visit her website at PetHonoring.com. PetHonoring.com. I'm like Mark Cuban. I'm sitting here going, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, you know, <laughs> she's found a way to make money. She's making the dough. off the. I mean, do you really need that? I mean, I, I, I imagine some people do, but... Like Debbie, you know, you're dealing with it your own way, and if I, you know, when my dog gets old, it's going to be like I'm going to deal with it my way, and I just a kit to deal with it. It's weird, isn't it weird? I think everyone has to deal with yeah. grief and loss in a different way, and you know, I don't know. I'm not there yet. I, I sense our our time will be coming, but um, who knows if it helps someone kind of kind of gather their thoughts, reminisce on their pet, and, uh, you know. I do like celebrating the life, you know, celebrating the fun times. Well, no one says you can't do the pet honoring kit while they're still alive. Yeah, yeah. True, true. Yeah. But what really is my dome scratcher is that you think you're Mark Cuban. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I do, because some, some of the guests, you know, that we have on the show, I'm like, yeah, this is this person, all they care about is making the money. You know, I mean, I just get, I get that sense. Some of the folks we have on are awesome, and then some of them, like that last lady, excuse me, I, I apologize in advance, but I'm just like, yeah, you're just looking to make the dough. I don't think you care. But That's what if what it's something she's pa- she may be passionate about it, and someone said, hey, you know what, you've been doing this. Maybe you ought to do what you love and make a buck. So who knows? You don't know. She could have been doing this all the time know. and yeah, do it for free. It's like when, some, when know, a like human like when a human dies and you go to you let the funeral director take care of everything and you know you're kind of you're grieving so you need someone to kind of take charge and, and set everything I all don't out. I like those people. I just get the you know it's like this little trigger in my head. I guess it's because I'm from New York that goes yeah phony phony money money money. That's all you care about. That's you know, what I got from. Her. I think we should have the Animal Radio Dream Team Shark Tank. You know. I think that would like be pretty cool. Oh, hey, if he's Mark Cuban, then he's got the money. But uh, are we going to bank people, though? Yeah. Are we going to invest in people's ideas? If he's Mark no, Cuban. it might be really cool to do that, to actually pick an idea. I think you so. Know? 
Yeah. You know, put them on the website, pick somebody's idea and bank it and see what happens. For a percentage? So if he's Mark Cuban, I must be Mr. Wonderful, right? Oh, no, no, you're too nice to be Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> Hi, Randy Travis here, and you're listening to Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Vinny Penn, party animal. I'm just going to come right out and say it. My sister and my brother-in-law killed the family pet and ate it for dinner. And ate it for dinner. I'm just going to say it with with my nephews, my two small nephews. Uh, if that's not further proof of uh, the economy being in turmoil, as if any of you needed it, I don't know what is. Killing the family pet and eating it for dinner? You heard right. But I guess I should explain that the uh, family pet at the time, and just for a few days, was a lobster. <laughs> Get a load of this. My nephew has just uh, begun fancying lobster. My sister tells me recently on the phone that they went out for a seafood dinner. He tried lobster for the first time, and he loved it. So me being the good uncle that I am, uh, and a big fan of lobster gram, I don't know how many of you out there are familiar with lobster gram. You can go right online and, and send like a variety of different meals, you know, chowders and ste- even steaks and things like that. But, of course, uh, seafood and namely, obviously, lobsters. I said, I'm going to be the good uncle, Uncle Vinny, even though they call me Uncle Sam, but that's a real long story. So I sent them out a, a little small order of, of uh, lobsters for the family. Well, my sister's got the bright idea that she's going to open the box, open the crate when it shows up uh, with the boys. And when they see that the live lobster in there that was sent along with some chowders, as I said, and whatnot, uh, the kids scream in in ecstasy and immediately named him Plankton. Uh, and my sister and my brother didn't know what to do. They're like, they, they, they think it's a pet. They're calling him plankton. They, they just they, they can't process that the lobster they've eaten at restaurants, even though it looks exactly the same, just not moving, uh, is what they're going And they would never hear of eating it. So for three days, they had to kind of let the lobster hang around. Well, I don't know if it was three days. I'm kind of running amok right now. And then ultimately do what all parents do and lie that Plankton ran away one day while they were at school. But, hey, lobsters for dinner tonight. We got it from them. They just kind of uh, served it in a way that the kids didn't know they were eating Plankton. Am I the bad guy in this? Because my sister screamed at me when we opened the crate. We didn't know it would be alive. It was waving its arms at us. And this, what am I going to send you a dead lobster? Uh, that's what Italians do when they're threatening your life. Uh, uh, of course it's going to be alive. It's, it's lobster, Graham. Am I going to send you a dead lobster? Uh, and she said they had to let it crawl around on the carpets for a while. And the kids were playing with it because, of course, the claws were... Uh, closed up with elastic bands and whatnot, and I'm made to look at the bad guy. And now, of course, the children think that Plankton made his way all the way from Las Vegas, Nevada, to Reno, and is living a good life on a farm somewhere with Sonny, my sister's uh, collie, 
that died a couple of years back. Plankton and Sonny. Sounds like a Fox TV show. Vinny Pet, Party Animal, Animal Radio. Hi, everybody. This is Frankie Avalon, and I love Animal Radio. Keep listening. 1-866-405-8405 is the number to our dream team. Who is that dream team, you say? Animal communicator Joey Turner, dog father Joey Volani, dog trainer Alan Cable, and Dr. Debbie. I was searching on the Internet for a story. I, I can't remember what it was about, but I remember I wanted to tell you guys about... I see funny dog stories all the time, and I'm like, ah, i got to remember, and I can't. So I was searching funny dog stories this week. Nothing, huh? Nothing. But there was a great story. There's always a great dog story every week. And you've got a radio show to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, but you th- that's what this radio show is about. It's about dogs. Cats. Rats. The, the occasional flamingo. Rats. Bees. See these bees? What is this? New like study bees. shows that uh, naturally caffeine-laced nectar of some plants enhances the learning process for bees. So these bees are getting ah, hooked on caffeine. No wonder they're oh. buzzing all over the place. Starbucks. I, I see them at Starbucks all the time. I like bees. Vente nectar, lotto, lotte, <laughs> nectar, reno. Extra honey. Chino. Then I wonder if the bees would be attracted to people who drink coffee and they'd be more ah. likely to, to sting them. Oh, trying to get their caffeine through the humans. You know, but bees are cool. It's those wasps, those yellow jackets that are evil. Aren't those oh, nasty? Evil. You, know, you know what's really weird is Judy will walk by with like one of these little stink bugs on the sidewalk. These, these are ugly bugs, I'll tell no. you. There. But you are just so... No, aren't they, they're potato bugs. Potato bugs? Is that what they are? I think that's what they're called. And you say, how oh, ugly they God, are. God, even just, I can't even talk about it. I'm going to have to turn my mic off. I'm turn, yeah, are, are, they, are we talking about water bugs, the little pill bugs? No, these are oh, those water big are ones that have the black bodies with the, with, with the, with the brown heads. And have the legs. They look like yeah. You I know, there's you're gross and out oh, here. I know, I know. You know, they're saying the same time. thing about you. They're saying oh. there is one ugly human. <laughs> Bugs are gross. You know what? I gotta say, a uh, couple of my doctors actually work on tarantulas. Really? No yes. way. Yes, and and that's where I draw the line. You know, I I'll see dogs, cats, birds, ferrets. You know, I like little uh, sugar gliders, all these kind of things. But when it's like a spider, I am gonna put my foot on it. <laughs> how, how do you know when your tarantula is not feeling good? They don't eat. Oh, they don't. Or eat. they don't move. <laughs> and it's amazing. I have learned a little bit of stuff from them. Um, so, you know, a lot of times they can have injuries where they can break their legs. Really? Um, yeah. And they actually will die because they basically leak out their hydraulic fluid, if you will. Um, their hydraulic their, fluid. Their hemolymph. So, so you have to actually have it repaired. So people with tarantulas, if this happens, you need to find a veterinarian who's capable to do that. So basically it entails a little bit of some surgical glue and then a little bit of injections to pump them back up. Um, what, what's that cost totally- you? I mean, you know, you come to the vet, your tarantula's got a busted leg. What, what's it what going to cost you, you to fix him up yeah. so that he can eventually escape and bite you and, and inject you with poison because he doesn't know that you're a good person? Yeah, well, I, I haven't seen it done yet, but um, I've heard it, it is not a hard process, so I can't imagine it costs that much. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Enough bug talk. <laughs> Another one for Doc. We have Ron on the phone. Hi, Ron. Welcome to the show. Good day. What's going on? Okay, uh, the problem I had with a truck lab, her name is Dolly. She is chewing on her pads on the bottom of her feet right now, her two front paws. 
Okay. And she's, uh, did, and she's, go ahead. she's cracking them open. Okay. Well, um, if this is something where it just happened all of a sudden, the first thing I look at is if there's been some recent activity that's kind of gone over the edge. Some dogs will just a little bit, especially labs, they'll be a little bit anxious and overdo it when it comes to activities like retrieving, running. So if there's been some physical injury where she sustained that, then um, we look at bandaging and getting her off her feet and some R&R for a while. Now, there are certainly dogs that will get some cracked pads and for various different reasons. Some of them can be some um, metabolic problems inside the body um, and other times it's just a matter of some dry skin or what we call hyperkeratosis. So um, it really would be something I would advise to have a vet get their eyeballs on just so that we can make that distinction because there are definitely some really freaky looking foot pads in older dogs where the, the foot pad actually grows off to the side. It gets all kind of bristly looking and it can have all these fissures and cracks in it and by itself that isn't usually a problem um, so if the fact that she's bothering it and especially if we see any oozing or bleeding then you know this is something we really need to get a look at and with an older girl of 13 some of those metabolic problems kind of come to the surface and we might want to you know evaluate that a bit further okay I was just wondering this is all of a sudden I'm a truck driver and she's in a truck all the time so okay it causes a problem because they're on different places all the time, and she's walking with asphalt all the time, and that's hot sometimes because of the, the heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this if this would be something where um, you know it sounds silly, and Hal will probably laugh at me, but there are <laughs> there are dog booties and dog socks that have little bits of skid pads on the bottom. So you know if it is a matter of or, you know, her feet are sensitive, and we're not able to get to a vet to do bandaging, some of those little socks and um, the booties it takes a little time to get them used to that and acclimated to that. But that might be a protective device that you could use, especially when you're on the road, to just keep those feet from really getting irritated. Um, and yes, I would put those on boss. I think that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with I that. I think and those are protect cute. Our babies. I think they're cute. I actually do think they're cute. It's when you start putting on the dresses with the frills that I get a little perturbed. Uh, but I, the booties are great. And I know that Ladybug actually has little booties that go on there. She's so cute. <laughs> Ron, I hope that helps you out, buddy. That helps a lot. Thank you very much. one 405 By the way, we do follow-ups. I don't think there's any other radio show that does follow-ups. If you, if you have issues still, our solution doesn't help you. Feel free. It's free of charge. <laughs> it really is. one 405 What is it? A full moon? Oh, it is? Hey, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. And visit us on over at the website at AnimalRadio.com or Facebook at Animal Radio. Tweet us at Animal Radio. But most importantly of all, download the Animal Radio app for iPhone or smartphone. You can ask your questions right from the app as well as listen to the shows and check out our resources. Uh, check out Dr. Debbie's books, Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend, all available from Amazon. And we'll link to it from AnimalRadio.com. My throat is trashed. I know. What's that about? (laughs) Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I don't want to (laughs) go. You're having way too much fun. I don't want to go. Why do I have to go? All right. (laughs) Bye. 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 Go home. Go to some baseball game or something. (laughs) I'm going to go get a tarantula. (laughs) How did you know my kid's playing baseball? i got to go to baseball. That's right. That's all you do on Saturdays. Baseball. I'm going. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.
This is Animal Radio Network.